0: My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 164 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On this episode, I have the pleasure of chatting with Suzanne from My Kind of Sweet. Suzanne's story is a bit different in the sense that changing her relationship with alcohol wasn't all bottoms and basements, meaning nothing horrible or earth-shattering happened for her to go booze-free. And in a sense, she explains why this made her decision a bit harder. This is such a fantastic conversation, so let's get into it. At A Sober Girl's Guide, we are all about accountability and action to help you make changes with your relationship to alcohol stick. Soberlink is a device and accountability system that uses tech and real life relationships to do just that. It allows you to share your sobriety in real time with loved ones that can cheer you on and offer you support along your journey. There is nothing like this out there. This unique remote alcohol monitoring system will help you thrive in recovery and stay connected with people who care. For $50 off and a free guide to gaining confidence in early recovery, visit www.soberlink.com backslash ASgg. Suzanne, what is going on? How are you?
1: Hi, I'm so good. I'm so a, good. I'm in a quiet room without kids, so that means I'm <laughs> I'm happy. I'm in my happy place.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Where in the world are you?
1: I am so on the north shore of Chicago. Oh, nice. Where it's cold and yeah, <laughs> spring is not here yet.
0: Um, I think spring took like. I don't know, like a vacation or a hiatus. Yeah. There is no spring to be had in any part of the world right now. And
1: you're in Canada,
0: right? I'm in Vancouver and it's, okay. it's not happening right now.
1: It's, it's depressing. It's yeah. de- it's it depressing. really is. It is. It, this a, is the time of year where I'm like, nothing, I hate everything. Nothing's yeah. working. Like, I'm like, what is my life about? And I'm like, I have to remind myself, oh, that's just the weather, <laughs>
0: yeah oh my gosh and it literally you can tell because when it you do have the odd Mm -hmm. nice day you're like oh my god like I'm fine everything's great
1: literally then I'm like I have the best life in the world yeah yesterday you were like crying yourself to sleep
0: yeah legit (laughs) yeah Yeah, if you didn't think seasonal depression uh (laughs) was does exist yeah hurt us yeah oh (laughs) yeah. for sure (laughs) So, Suzanne, I want to talk about your blog and your Instagram, uh, my kind of sweet. Obviously, we're going to get to it. It's so great. Thank you. I want to talk about your relationship with alcohol and how you identify. How would you identify your relationship with alcohol right now?
1: So, I don't have one. Um, okay. Non existent? Yeah, non existent, which yeah. is, yeah, the best ever. I am sober. Okay. I, don't consider myself an alcoholic. I'm not sure I even know what that is exactly. It's always seems so vague and opaque that I'm like, I, this always leaves me with more questions than answers. Totally. I just don't even, yeah, I, I don't consider myself powerless to alcohol because I'm not drinking alcohol. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, sobriety for me is just like freedom from alcohol and all of its lies and everything that I had tried to find in alcohol. And when I was drinking alcohol, I have now found in sobriety. So for me, it's just like a lot of like light and freedom and it's not a cage. And yeah, so my relationship, I don't have a relationship with alcohol, which actually some people push back at me on Instagram and they're like, that's okay. all you talk. Yeah, they're like, that's all you talk about. I'm like, correction, I talk about sobriety. Like I uh, don't talk about, you know, like
0: yes. I'll I'll
1: yeah. So non existent. Cool.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um when did you break up with alcohol or, or how what was your I like to call it your BS self. So before sobriety.
1: Oh, BS stuff that's so funny because it was like my bullshit self. No. I know. Yeah, yeah. Um it's funny because I think my story is so it's just different than a lot of the stories that I hear when there is like alcohol dependence or sure. when they um you know go to a 12 step meeting or go to go to detox. I, my story doesn't include that. So Okay. I was I'm from Wisconsin. We okay. love beer and I went to school in green bay I went to college in green bay and oh, so yeah <laughs> yeah so it's, it's just like binge drinking was a way of life um for sure we did it nobody questioned it it was amazing and then it wasn't and then it was amazing again and it was just so that's kind of my college but I look back on that time as like so fun I yeah I, I loved it I was 18 you know it was amazing and uh so I definitely had the party girl kind of mentality. I loved to go out. I loved nightclubs, even in my twenties. I lived in Atlanta, and it was just oh
0: wow, it, it was
1: kind of yeah, it was a mainstay. You know, yeah. it was just what you did. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, recovered on Sunday, worked a little bit through the week to get to the weekend <laughs> to party. Like it was, fun. you're a and, legit weekend warrior. Yes, yes. And I look back at that. I, I think. I had some shame about that then. I I remember feeling the shame of, really, yeah. And I don't, that's kind of what I'm grappling with now is like, I wonder why I felt shame because it wasn't, I wasn't alone in it. And I wasn't, you know, I was in my early twenties and it was just what people did. But I, there was always something in me that was like, there's something more than this. But I I, sure. I, didn't, I I, didn't even have the words to say that back then. So that wasn't even ever in my mind. Of totally. Like a life without alcohol. It just wasn't an option for me. And I'm
0: sure no one was ever talking about it. Never. Like just wasn't an option. It was just something that you did. Like this was like, kind of like came with the territory of growing up. Or totally. being an adult,
1: it was like well, yeah. yeah. Once you hit a certain age, which maybe even before that, yeah. yeah, then you could go out and party, and it was great. And the music, and the you know, I, I loved clubs, and I I just loved that scene, and I loved yeah. dancing, and just kind of losing myself in that. I just loved it. Yeah, um, that lasted then until I mean, I think there was probably a good decade of that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> if we're going to be honest. Till I was like 30. And then I. The moved, that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was my party decade. Yeah. Um, and then I moved to Chicago. I met my husband when I was 30. Yeah. And, and then, you know, just you just slowly start to, I guess, slow down a little bit. There were no nightclubs. There wasn't anything like that. There sure. was still drinking. Um, and I would find myself you know, sometimes being able to moderate and be fine and have two glasses of wine. Yeah. And then sometimes I would not, and I would have the bottle and I would black out and then yeah. not. And then, so once I saw that kind of pattern developing, it was troubling, but I still didn't know mm. that I could stop. I mean, I, I just didn't know right. it was an option because to me it was, you're either an alcoholic like Nicolas Cage or like Meg Ryan in When a Man yeah. Loves a Woman, and yes. you're hi- you're hiding drinks, and your hands are shaking, and you're you know you're just dependent. Yeah. Or you're just socially drinking, and right. and I I was socially drinking. I wasn't drinking by myself. I wasn't all of these questions that were like, are you an alcoholic? Pointed to no. Right. And so. That then just kept me being like, okay. And and I know too that I wasn't alone in it because we're still we live in such a drinking culture. It wasn't yeah. It just wasn't like a blinding light on me saying like this is a problem. Yeah. Just never was that. Yeah. It was always which is
0: harder, I think.
1: So much harder. I think so much harder. The gray, that Mm. gray area and it's so big. Yep. it's So hard. It's so, I, I know it's not easy to be, you know, depend on alcohol and then go to detox, but that, oh, of least, course, like, but it, then it's a clear path. It's like, okay, yeah. well, obviously this is a problem. Yeah. It's turning physical. Uh, like there are just signs. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then that's yeah, like, it's like a
0: category, part. right? Like totally. you're, you're almost, you're diagnosed.
1: Exactly. And then you have the support and there's, there's a, yeah, there's steps to take sure. Um, to get better. And I did, I just didn't, there's not that for that gray area drinker. And I think Mm -hmm. in my experience, the majority of especially women and moms are those gray area drinkers of for sure. Yeah. They're not going to have to go to detox, but maybe they don't like their relationship with alcohol. And so I then was that. And even, so I, I have three kids. Um, And as I started having kids, you know, there's just not time to drink. I mean, first of all, pregnancy, and then you have a baby. I just wasn't interested in alcohol. Yeah. I didn't want it. I didn't think about it, which was just another sign to me that my relationship with alcohol was healthy because I could go months without it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like you pass the test, like you pass these little like markers or indications.
1: Yeah. Like there was no indication that I had a problem because I wasn't drinking alcohol. I didn't want it. And then yeah. when I did, I could have a couple glasses of wine with dinner. I could have one, mm. two, you know, I I could have those things. Yeah. So as then I became a mom and got more into just the daily life of being a mom, I did find myself having a glass of wine, like looking forward to it at night, yeah. not every night. It still wasn't, <laughs> It just, it wasn't this clear cut thing of that. It's happening all the time. Yeah. Um, I would, I think I had one instance where I got, this is when my first baby was a baby. She was like less than a year
0: mm-hmm. and a friend
1: and I got drunk. And I remember that being like, oh, this will never happen again. You know, uh, and that, okay. if I, if I look back and I always say, I don't, I don't have a rock bottom because it's not that clear but if I right. if I had to pinpoint one it was that okay where I, I kind of let myself I let that that 20 year old in okay I had, a, I had met a new friend and we were like let's party yeah and the, and we that we did at our at my house and it was like oh shit there are babies <laughs> You know, Wait, like no, we have oh, to adult now. Shit. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is not a good idea. And we yeah. both said, oh, okay, we, like, no, that's, let's not do that. Like, let's not, and it, we never did again. Okay. Um, which was just another indication that it was fine. Right. So was like, oh, I fucked up. And my husband was like, what is going on when he came home? And I was like, oh, right, like, this is really bad. Okay, I see it, never again. And it okay. never happened again. Okay. And that was in 2014. And so I didn't then stop drinking until 2020, January, 2020. Okay. And there just wasn't ever any moments like that again, that would make me think you have a problem. But I knew somehow, even if I didn't have a problem, I knew alcohol was a problem.
0: Yes. So
1: I, I don't think, I don't know. I, I still don't consider myself like a problem drinker. I, I think right. that the problem is the drink for anybody who drinks it. I right.
0: mean, well, it's, it's a liability for sure.
1: Right. And it's <laughs> I, I mean, it's just like taking saying, a risk. Like, yeah, and it's like yeah. is, su- is sugar good for people? No. Right. <laughs> and it's not yeah, I'm not going to blame me because sugar's bad for me. Like, right. No, alcohol is a toxin and it's, you know. And so once then I I had my last hangover and it was after I had my third baby. My husband and I went out to a big party. Yeah. And it was the bottomless champagne kind of party.
0: Oh damn.
1: Like, th- right. Like that there were like waiters at the house and like yeah. you your my glass was never empty, but I don't know how much I had.
0: Yeah. And then I, that's like an open ah, invitation. It's just like a competition.
1: Oh my God. I know (laughs) it's just brutal. It's just brutal. And I hadn't drank for almost a year because I had a four month old and pregnant. And so, and then the next morning was just, it, it was the worst. It was just, it it was literally the worst. I had nursed my baby sometime in the night. I didn't remember but he would, had slept, so I missed okay. him, and yeah. that had never happened before. And so I just, I was laying on the couch, mm-hmm. use, useless with my life. <laughs> so much to have and hold going on around me, and I was yeah. missing it. I was just missing it, and I was watching my, just the, the most important people in my life yeah. around me, and I was just useless. And I told my husband, I was like, I'm done. And, you know, yeah. he looks at me like,
0: okay. All right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, like I've heard that before. Slip like, it off. <laughs> right, right. It'll, you'll feel better. Yeah. And I was like, and as the words were coming out of my mouth, I was like, holy shit. What are you saying? What are you saying? Like, what yeah. does that even mean? You're not done? What do you mean you're done? That sounds like, no. What? But I was yeah. like, I just knew. I just knew I was done. And so then it started there. Like I just peeled myself off, off the couch and I was like, you got to figure this out. And so that's when I started, I I like cleaned everything up. I changed the baby's diaper. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I got to figure this out. Cause I don't, I don't think I'm an alcoholic, but I didn't know that that was an option not to be one. Yeah.
0: You know, I thought I like, and that it wasn't until kind of no. late in the last couple of years. Right.
1: And I, it was like, yeah. oh, wait, like, I, does this mean like dark church, church basements? Like, am I going like, yeah, oh, I just don't, that doesn't feel right to me. Yeah. And so the, then I went on this journey of like figuring out what alcohol is and what it was for me mm-hmm. and like looking in those dark corners and like, I'm working on writing um, and kind of just writing all of the things that alcohol has promised me and never came true. I mean, so yeah. many promises. And then yeah. I, it was just podcast after podcast, audiobooks. Like it was my job. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to figure <laughs> this out. I'm going to figure it out. You're like uh,
0: I'm in research mode. Like let's, yes. yeah, yes. yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what did you find out about yourself? I mean, essentially this is researching at the end of the day, like yourself too right totally what did you find that um I mean obviously we don't want to drink you know it's it's probably not our first option even when we do but like Mm
1: -hmm. what were you
0: getting from alcohol I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023 say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flour, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to VibeGummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E, gummies.com.
1: So I I know that now what I'm getting from alcohol, I definitely did not know that then. And I I, I don't even think then on January 2020, I was willing to look at me yet. Okay. Right? So that was too much. Like I was like, that was just too shameful for me. Like I, that shame was so baked in that I was like, I can't, I don't want to do that yet. And so then first I was like, let me just see, I want to hear like other stories. And so I listened to like this naked mind by Annie Grace was like a huge one for me just to like deprogram what we've been taught alcohol is and what it really is and what it really does. Yeah. Um, Like we are the luckiest by Laura McCowan. Yeah. Um, all those like blackout by Sarah Hepple was a good one. Just all of those so so first it was to learn about alcohol and okay. something that I really hadn't even considered before. Like I didn't I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know that there was more to learn about alcohol. Yeah. Um, but there was so much more. And then yeah, then is when I was like, "Okay, I've heard a thousand other stories. Let me yeah. look at mine." And yeah, I mean, it was an escape. Or, well it promised to be an escape for me okay um, and it just never was it it I, I it just was never an escape um yeah yeah and I mean I, those first
0: 15 minutes you right, know, it's right. like always chasing the first 15 minutes of that first glass it's
1: exactly and I felt that so I didn't even know about that first like 15 20 minutes Mm -hmm. but the last time I drank I remember feeling that first like 20 minutes of being like this is it and then I could just feel it drop off and my body changing and I, I just fell into myself of like damn it there it goes yeah and like I want that back and yeah it really it was just constantly chasing that and and really not wanting to deal with my childhood i had a dad mm-hmm. who drank who then did stop um yeah but i had a lot of childhood trauma
0: and i just this episode is sponsored by better help a common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right but sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships whether with your friends work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G.
1: I just didn't want I wasn't ready to deal with it. It's not yeah. even that that I didn't want to. I just didn't even know how to. I didn't know I had to. Um, yeah and so I think, and in 2020, I turned forty, and I think something happens, and at least happened with me was yeah I wanted to trust myself and I wanted to be able to. Mm. Just count on myself, and and alcohol had always tricked me to be like, no, 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 this you got this, it's okay. And I just rarely did like I, yeah, I, that feeling of letting myself down just started mm. to wear on me over and over. And it was like, this is not who you are. Like you're a trustworthy person, and alcohol would make me say things that I didn't mean to say. Yeah, and e- even just after like two glasses, if of- I'm with mom friends. It would make me share things that I wouldn't have shared if I wasn't drinking. Yeah, it would. I just started to see like how I had really leaned on alcohol for like social anxiety, regular, just plain old anxiety, and just not to feel these feelings of like just all the things from growing up. Really. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so then once I took that away. um, I mean, it wasn't all like, you know, it wasn't all like sunshine and roses and (laughs) yeah. uh, (laughs)
0: yeah,
1: But what I did realize is that sure. Like alcohol did help me numb help. I mean, that's a euphemism, but it it numbed the, the feelings of it numbed the bad feelings, but it also numbed all of the joy. I mean, I, I missed like, you know, little things, even if it was, I was just having like a few glasses of wine or like a few beers on 4th of July. Like there, I noticed then once I took alcohol away, Yeah, I noticed all the little things that I wasn't missing anymore. And I'm like, Oh my God, how did I miss this? And I think when you have kids, it yeah. goes so fast
0: Totally.
1: that, that I was like, if there's a way for me to like slow down time, it's to take alcohol out because I would lose, I would just lose moments that are so precious to me now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so, yeah, but I didn't know, I didn't know any of this until I removed alcohol.
0: Right. Like I just didn't, well, you hear I, about it, you know, you hear about it in people's stories and it sounds good. Yeah. Did you feel like listening to other people's stories or like reading their books and stuff? Did you find that that gave you the tools or maybe words to articulate how you were feeling or, or relating to certain situations?
1: Totally. I, I think the biggest thing, especially in maybe quit like a woman. Mm-hmm. by Holly Whitaker. And then Laura McCowan's book was, was the fact that maybe the question, if you're an alcoholic or not, isn't important. Yeah. Um, I, I think I just kept leaning on that. Like every yeah. time I would just get confused and like, what am I doing? How long am I doing this? Like, am I doing this? Yeah, I would, I would just like, I would come back and I realized that like, the only question I had to answer was do I ever wanna feel like I felt on January 19th, 2020? Like, do I ever wanna feel like that, laying on that couch and seeing my life go on around me and not being able to enjoy it and participate? Yeah. And the answer was like, always no. Hell no. It was just, yes, it was yeah. always no. Um, so yeah, they definitely gave me the tools to, they just gave me the freedom mm. to, live, to live life without alcohol without such shame yeah and like saying like saying like i i didn't want to stand up in front of a room and say i'm suzanne i'm an alcoholic and i'm powerless to alcohol and my ego got in the way i'm like i just don't
0: think that's true for me i honestly don't think that's true for a lot of women right i mean if anything we don't have an ego yeah, like, our egos our, don't get in the way. Yeah, we are being yeah. kicked down. Like, if anything, that would be like putting salt in the wound. Like, totally. We're good.
1: Yeah, and and like, the, I didn't need more shame. No, like I I didn't need more of that shame. I needed to shine a light on what my shame was and to hear like it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. And now that you know a different way, like try that out. And so, totally. I mean. I've been trying it out for like two and a half years and it's, it's amazing. I mean, I pretty good, right?
0: Five stars. Yeah, it's pretty good. I would, I
1: would for sure recommend it. I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, I had a horrible, I lost my dad about a year after I stopped drinking. Sorry. Thank you. And it was a, it was a very traumatic, um, situation. And I just, (sighs) I mean, I mean, I, I, and always so grateful that I got, that I stopped drinking before that. Yeah, because I know that it would have been so much harder.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: gr- like grief, uh, you know, that brings me to my knees anyway. Yeah. And so like, and and a lot of people I know and were turning to alcohol, which I understand. Like, of course, right. Yeah. It's what they know. Like it's what we've been taught. Like it's it's a way to cope. That's what we've been taught.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, feelings are on a good day uncomfortable. Totally. (laughs) Yes. Oh, it. Yeah. It definitely makes sense. Like, okay, how do we kind of like navigate or like control? I mean, it's all about control at the end of the day. Let's totally. Yeah. How do we control this? Yeah. Yeah. How do we? not feel so intensely? How do we, you know, self-preserve? How do we keep ourselves safe and comfortable? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, like alcohol has been branded as the go-to solution. Right. Right. And we've,
1: yeah, that's by design. I mean, they need, that's marketing, yeah. you know, it's like a brilliant marketing scheme. Like that's, totally, that's what it is because it's yeah. a lie. Um, but that's, I, I just don't have, and sometimes I get pushed back about like making sobriety look good and telling moms that alcohol makes motherhood harder. Um, mm. Because in my experience it did. Um, yeah. But I don't, I don't judge like moms who drink, who count down to their glass of wine. I, I judge yeah. like the alcohol who targets them, you know? And like, I judge yeah. like the the companies who are telling them that's the only way. And so like, my whole purpose is just to show that there's another way and you can like yes it makes bright days brighter but it also makes you really really hard and believe me like i've i've endured the greatest loss i i actually lost then my dog and my grandma all in 2021 oh My gosh, i know i know it sounds even just Whoa. today say it i'm like it sounds impossible
0: yeah um When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street my skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skin care is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skin care is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60 head to osea.malibu.com and use code asgg for 10% off
1: mm. but but adding alcohol to that equation would have made it so much harder
0: yeah i just yeah. know it yeah i mean it doesn't help you heal it's like literally putting a bandaid over a bullet hole
1: yeah it's like mold in the basement
0: yeah. I mean,
1: y- you could, you could, you know, that's, you can do you can it for it. a while. Yeah. Yeah. You could do it for a while. And like, you could shut that door. Yeah. And it's going to, it's still going to be wet down there. And there's probably going to be mushrooms growing. And that's, that's okay for a while. But it's, yeah. it's going to make you sick. And it's going to yeah. come out. It's going to yes. keep growing. It's, it just doesn't get better. <laughs>
0: Totally. Until totally. you go
1: down there and you assess and you say what's going on down here. Yeah. Let's figure it out. And it's gonna be like horrible and awkward messy. and the oh just <laughs> yes, yeah, so messy.
0: Gonna it's smell gonna smell weird.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yes. And it and it's just gonna be human. Like yeah. it's gonna be human and you're gonna stumble. But yeah. you're gonna do it without a hangover.
0: <laughs> oh god.
1: That's, right? Think. Oh, uh,
0: Lord, God, we no oh, hangovers. That's like, like the biggest perk.
1: It really like literally anytime I have like, just even like a cold or the flu, I'm like, mm. no, like, I can't deal with not physically feeling well. And like to think yeah. that like, I did this to myself when I was like yeah. drinking. Oh, like no. self
0: induced. Yes. just oh. Brutal.
1: <laughs> brutal and I even feel like it's so funny because sometimes when I like even just I wake up with allergies or something yeah. I immediately get hit with some shame of like you did it. and I'm like no 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 I did <laughs> not do this to myself you know what I mean I'm like this yeah. is not a hang up like I have to like reframe and I'm like yeah. Okay. That, that's the shame monster.
0: Like, no, nice try. <laughs> not today. No. Um, Suzanne, one of the, the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast is because I think your story is so important. And it, it's honestly not showcased enough because I get it. The whole dramatic, you know, um, transformation of, of what it used to be to like what life is now. Like that shit sells, it just right. does, totally. and and it's like so inspiring and motivating and all that stuff. But no one's really talking about kind of like I don't want to say like flatline, but like yeah, just kind of this like oh I realize like it sucked my my life away. <laughs> like I can change this,
1: right? Like I don't have this like astounding before and after. Like yeah, my before and after, ap- like it's not. I right. like exactly the same. I mean, I probably have better skin now, but yes. you know, yeah. <laughs> like, and more sleep. But it's not right. Yeah. I don't have this like crazy story. Yeah. But it it is like once I started sharing, just like that, there's another way and kind of what alcohol actually does to us. I've gotten so many messages of like, oh my god, like I've been thinking of giving mm. up alcohol, but I don't know why. I'm not an alcoholic. Like everyone yeah. has, wants to like which I get totally, um,
0: but we also have this insane limiting belief of what an alcoholic, like what the definition or even the, even the visual of what an alcoholic should look like.
1: Yes, totally. And it's not, it's just not, it's just not true. Yeah, It's just like, Alcoholics, I I don't even like to use that, but like people who are dependent on alcohol, maybe, um, aren't the only ones who benefit from a life free of alcohol.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and like, it's just, it's, it really is like, it's, it's the best decision I've made other than my kids and my husband, (laughs) but like, it's the, it's the best choice that I've made for myself without a doubt. It changed my life. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it really does. It's amazing how one little thing can just like also grant you so much freedom. Yes. And that's what it is
1: like I I realized and I only realized this like once I took alcohol out of the equation, Mm -hmm. how much time I spent kind of thinking about. Alcohol, like, is she gonna drink another one? Is she gonna have another one? I don't know. Should I? Oh, if I have another one, okay. Oh, I don't know. Yes. I mean, that brain power and that like anxiety of being like, I don't know. Well, should we if we open another one? But then you know, and then yeah. we'll, what are we, we gonna think split if I order up? another yeah. one. Yeah, like, well, she's drinking hers slowly. Oh, but look at hers; is almost done. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, oh my god, the mental
0: real estate is unreal.
1: Oh, totally, <laughs> and I don't. If, if you would have asked me like how much I think I thought about alcohol when I was drinking, I yeah. think that I, I would not have realized that. And it wasn't until nope. I took it away. Mm. And like, that's why I think Holly Whitaker says like never question the decision or something like that. That's yeah. why I'm very comfortable saying like, I'm never drinking again yeah. because I, I don't take it day by day because I I'm taking that off of the table. Like I don't mm. want to, I don't want to think about it. I don't want ha- I don't want to have to weigh the yeah. Well, if I do drink, well, if I don't drink, it's like, no, that's just out of the equation. Yeah. And then I can fully like experience events without alcohol, not thinking about, oh, would this be better if I'm drinking? Just yeah. knowing like. No. Oh, it's so much cooler when you're not drinking. And if it's not, then it's just a lame event and I shouldn't be yeah. on.
0: <laughs> like, if I'm yeah, not. we're going to up to like everyone's so concerned about having fun.
1: Oh my god, I know. Like heaven forbid something isn't overrated.
0: It's know what the definition of fun definitely changes. I mean, look at you. In your twenties,
1: yes, yes. Your,
0: your your definition of fun is like completely different, probably. Oh now, my god! Right? Now
1: it's my nightmare.
0: Yes, yeah, totally. And yeah. and like, if
1: you're not having fun with fun with the people that you're with, like, if you're not drinking, then yeah. that's probably a sign <laughs> that they're
0: not cool. <laughs> that you need your friends, or like. Maybe it's just not a, like a fun time. Like totally, <laughs> totally. But I mean, like consistently, you know? because yeah, that's, consistently. What I get,
1: that's what I get asked a lot is like, yeah. well, how did your friends, like your husband, how did everyone? And I'm like, man, I feel really grateful because my friends, I don't know if it's because we're in our forties it's a little bit different than like in my early thirties where yeah. friendships mean kind of a lot more. Or they hold a lot more weight. Totally. Um, when now it's like my friends are very supportive of my sobriety and like I've never heard like oh come on just have one like they just they respect it it's a boundary for me yeah of like which I they can drink and I actually kind of like when they do because then I can see you know that I can be like a fly on the wall and like laugh and then feel totally fine the next morning (laughs) they're like a little struggling but I mean yeah it's it's still just it's just fun (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, definitely. I always like to see like I loved going out. I still love going out and like people yeah. watching. And be yes. like Oh, this is why I do not drink.
1: Yeah. Like if you want validation, like <laughs> just like go to a party where everyone's drinking. And then it's so funny. You'll see like an yeah. hour or two in like the volume level just goes like people start talking so much louder. And I'm like, totally you were, like you could just totally same story. The pr- say yes. Same freaking
0: pr- story over and over. Like, like you could oh. just see the
1: progression of what I'll call does. And then,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, and then the next morning they're like, "I'm hurting," and I'm like, "Oh,
0: yeah, sucks <laughs> to be you." Yeah. I, I just woke up at seven. <laughs> right. yeah. I, I already went for a run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally like vacuum the whole house and my car <laughs> and my neighbors. No, 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 no. fucking never. <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I totally agree with you like at different stages of our lives and of course and I think especially for women in particular because for some reason women love to change and grow and are really into that thing which yes. hell yes power yes. to you sister but there is a distinct difference between your 20s your 30s and your 40s I would mm-hmm. say like every you know 10 years it's like Madonna right like you you totally can, you can invent yourself you yes invent- yes you kind of turn into this different person and and not even if you not even if you're trying or not like yeah it totally. just naturally happens women definitely evolve and change more than men do i can tell you that for sure
1: <gasps> oh my god my um, husband's 14 years older than me and yes, yes. i
0: will tell you that <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes right yes <laughs> they probably still have the same genes yes. from yes. like 20 years ago Oh, it's a problem. Yeah, they yeah. Do. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but
1: love it's it. so true. Like it's the self improvement. Like we're always seeking to be yes. like, yeah, improving and
0: yeah. It's like growth and expansion, totally. and it's, it's like completely natural. Um, I think women are just way more vocal about it. Love to chat about it, you know, because yeah, like how we can me- Yeah, pass the message along.
1: Totally. It's definitely how we connect. And it's so funny. Like I always thought like alcohol was like a fast track way to connect with somebody. Like I'm like, come on, like, let's just go, you know, drink and then we'll tell each other all of our like, you know, deepest, darkest secrets. It's like, that's actually not that I've connected so much more in sobriety with other like this. Like having a real, honest, open conversation that I will remember every part of, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) Then
1: then like that, that kind of surface level drunk connecting that just doesn't, it just never filled me with like the sense of belonging that like
0: actual connection does. Totally. And I felt like, I don't know about you, but like in my drunk tales, like it would always be kind of kind of like gossipy catty bullshit. Totally. But I also thought that's what other people wanted to hear. Right. Yeah. Like, it, like yeah. all around, not totally. a good time.
1: Like not something that made you feel good and like mm-hmm. not something that I would say if I wasn't drinking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And not something like, like you definitely are more aware of like when the conversation's like good or the connection's good. Cause like you leave with, like so much more energy or you feel more energized. Whereas I felt like I was getting drained. So drinking would give me that energy that I needed.
1: Oh yeah. That's such a good
0: point. Cause it like, you don't even realize like, Oh, this is an extremely emotionally draining conversation. Like, well, keep drinking and power through. Right.
1: And, and to someone that I had maybe known like 30 minutes, too. Yeah. Like I would I would be guilty of that and being like, yeah. oh my God, your parents got divorced too. Okay, let's talk about yeah. it. Like here we go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like that's not normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean to build off also like authentic connections, it's gonna take more than one conversation. <laughs> totally. I don't yeah. know. Call me yeah. crazy. Right.
1: <laughs> it's gonna take like establishing a relationship. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Unless it's a podcast. <laughs>
0: That's that, a different story. See,
1: that's a yeah. different story. That's why this is amazing. Maybe that's why I really Pressure like cooker. this. Yeah. 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 I'm like, because I do though. I am kind of like that. Like I'm like, no, I, I don't want to talk about small talk. Like let's talk about oh, yeah. the real stuff. Like let's just get right into it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, me too. But like, yeah, it's, it's just, it either works or it doesn't. I mean, definitely in a podcast situation, like we're, we're here yeah yeah
1: yeah right exactly you don't really
0: have a choice you signed up for this
1: (laughs) right that's right that's why I did it because I love it
0: like
1: it's like how I speak my husband always makes fun of me I'm like let's just get let's just go deep
0: like yeah 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 Yeah. that's so funny so tell me a bit about uh my kind of suite like what is the inspiration behind that and I know we talked about this a little bit before of like you you kind of were thinking of like compartmentalizing Mm -hmm you know, the different parts of your life. And then you're just like, fuck it. Right. Like, yeah. Open the floodgates. Let's go. It's
1: pretty much. So I started <laughs> yeah. my kind of suite when I was going through postpartum anxiety after my first baby. So it's okay. 2015 oh, wow! when I started it. Yeah. So it's been, I'm like an OG. So yeah. I, I started, I've always been into fashion style. I worked at Bloomingdale's and it was just a way for me to like, get back to myself share my style, my outfits, like, and then it started um, kind of becoming a business, which I did not expect. I didn't set out to be like an influencer. I really only set out to like influence myself into feeling okay. Um, And then I actually started sharing about my postpartum anxiety. And that's when my audience really grew. And so I Mm. saw like, looks are great and like style ideas are great, but people really do want to connect and like, they want to hear somebody who's like been through shitty times and they want to hear about it and hear about how they got through it because like, it doesn't really help to be like, no, my life's great. It's like, well, okay, that's fine. But so then that kind of just taught me. And I, I had a lot of practice at being vulnerable online yes, and in front of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, which can be scary, but now it's just second nature to me. And so yeah. when I started, when I stopped drinking, I, I just kept it to myself for probably six months because I was like, okay. I, I don't while I was figuring everything out, like I was like, I don't know what this is and I, I want to yeah. figure it out. Yeah. And then I and then I shared and I got a great response. And so I started the sober mom life Instagram and that is still going and I still share stuff on there. Yeah. But it wasn't until really last year that I brought it to my kind of suite. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do style and sobriety together. I'm going to like glamorize Mm. sobriety. Hell yeah. Like, I know, like, they've been glamorizing alcohol for centuries. Okay. Maybe not centuries, but whatever. For a long time. (laughs) And like, yeah, I'm going to show like sobriety is not this like boring, just, cage that you have to live in sobriety so then I try to do that through my style and my sobriety post to show like that sobriety even in sobriety you have like such a full life like my life is so much fuller now that I'm sober and I still have to share cute looks because that's
0: just who I am yeah (laughs) totally it's your personality it's your yeah that's right. I love it. I think that's so great. Yeah. Like let's glamorize sobriety and the, the benefits yeah. and like, what do you get for it? What do you gain? Yes. I love and it.
1: I, sh- I mean, I share the hard stuff too, because I sure. think that's really important. Um, but yeah, I, I like the, I like the light side of sobriety for sure. Mm-hmm. That's what A- it is for me.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Suzanne, where can people find you on the worldwide web?
1: Okay, so it's mycanofsweet.com. Okay. And then my kind of sweet on Instagram and TikTok. I am working on a podcast, which I'm Woo. going to invite you to be on when it's all yes. like up and running. Oh my God. Um, I would love that. Yay. So that is coming soon. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm all over the place. I love it. I love
0: it. I Instagram, I that's where I found you. Yeah. And yeah. I, I love your Instagram. It's great. Thank you. So is yours. <laughs> Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Suzanne, thank you so, so much for your time your knowledge and your experiences. It's been so great to chat with you. Thank you so much. I have had a wonderful time. Okay. I don't know about you, but I am down to glamorize sobriety as always. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate subscribe and leave your feedback about the the podcast we love to hear your comments follow us on facebook and instagram at a sober girls guide and head over to a sober we have you covered for any stage of your booze free journey we got your back from workbooks to challenges to our sober girl social club we have you covered head to a sober thank you so much for listening and have a great day.